This is KMTT, and today Wednesday we have weekly shir by Harav Yair Khan on principles of mezuzah and tefillin. In this week's shir, we're going to continue the Gemara in Menachos. The Gemara Menachos on Daf Lamed Beis Aleph discussed a brisa that says if you have a sefer Torah that became puzzle or tefillin that became puzzle, that you can't take the parshios of Shmavim Shemoa and use it for 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 mezuzah. Because ein moridim kedusha chamura lekedusha kala, you're not allowed to go down a level of kedusha. Sefer Torah and tefillin have a greater kedusha than that of mezuzah, and if it was already used for sefer Torah and for tefillin for a higher kedusha, then you can't subsequently use it for a lower kedusha for mezuzah, which has lower kedusha. Uh, last week we saw that the, they asked, you know, and if it would have been possible to go down from Kedusha Kala to Kedusha Chamur to Kedusha Kala, you would have been able to make it mezuzah out of it. It's not the same type of parchment. It's not cloth. It's not kavil. It's a, you, you need duchsustos for mezuzah. So we discussed that last week. Uh, in in this week's show, we're going to discuss the the uh, the next section of the Gemara, which asks a similar question. Vahabai sirtut mezuzah requires sirtut. Sirtut is underlining each line in the mezuzah. If you notice in the Sefer Torah or mezuzah, you'll notice that there are like in, in, indented lines. And above those lines, the Sofer writes. So that's called Sirtut. The, uh, the Gemara here is assuming that Tefillin doesn't require Sirtut, while mezuzah does require Sirtut. And, uh, and if it doesn't have Sirtut, then the mezuzah is possible. So if the Tefillin became possible, and you have the parsha of Shema or Vahim Shemoa that doesn't have Sirtut on it, because Tefillin does not require Sirtut, and uh, now you want to use it for mezuzah, you wouldn't be able to, because a mezuzah requires sirtut and film does not. That's the question of the Gemara. And the Gemara answers that, in truth, there's a machlokas among the Tanaim, whether mezuzah does or does not need sirtut, so we can explain this b'risa based on the, on the opinion that mezuzah doesn't require sirtut either. Okay, that's how it answers the, the problem. The Gemara concludes, Hilchasat filin lo bai sirtut, mezuzah bai sirtut. The halacha, halacha l'maisa, and that's how we paskin, tefillin does not require sirtut, while mezuzah does require sirtut. Those underlinings have to be done for a mezuzah, and if it's not done, then the mezuzah would be puzzled. However, tefillin does not require, does not require sirtut. Okay, that's the conclusion of the Gemara. Now, there's a machlokas among the Rishonim, whether the question of the Gemara was only from tefillin, that you can't use tefillin that became puzzled, and use it for mezuzah, or whether the question was from Sefer Torah as well. The Bible said a Sefer Torah that became puzzle, film that became puzzle, you can't make a mezuzah out of it. Did the Gemara only ask from Tefillin? In other words, only Tefillin does not require Sirtut, but Sefer Torah does require Sirtut, and therefore the Sirtut issue would not have been a problem regarding the Sefer Torah section of the Bible. You know, had it been possible to go down from Kedusha Chamur to Kedusha Kala, you would have been able to use the mezuzah from a Sefer Torah because the mezuzah of a Sefer Torah is written with Sirtut. And therefore, Sefer Torah does require Sirtut. Or perhaps the question of the Gemara was from Sefer Torah as well. How, why does the Bryce say that, ha, that the only reason you cannot use a Sefer Torah uh, for mezuzah is because you're, because Ein Moridim Kedusha Chamur Kedusha Kala, a Sefer Torah is not written with Sirtut either. The, this machlokis uh, is based on a Gemara in Tezayin and Beis in Megillah, where the Gemara says that Megillah, the very Shalom Ve'emes, Megillah requires Sirtut Ka'amita Shal Torah, like the truth of Torah. 
that's that term, the very shalom ve'emet, kamita shal Torah, is a very, very strange uh, term. Uh, Summary shown in Rashi explains that it's referring to the entire Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah does require sirtut. Um, and therefore Megillah, the Shalom, which is Devei Shalom Ve'emet, requires Sirtut like a Sefer Torah, and a Sefer Torah is Emes, Moshe Emes, Torasso Emes, a Sefer Torah is Emes, and therefore the, the Emes of Torah requires Sirtut, and so too does Megillah require Sirtut. That's how Rashi interprets the Gemara. And according to Rashi, of course, the question in Menachos is only from Tefillin. Tefillin doesn't require Sirtut, but Sefer Torah does. And therefore, our problem of Hamoridin Osin is only a question from Tefillin, which doesn't require Sirtut. However, Sefer Torah, uh, that wouldn't have been a problem at all, because Sefer Torah is written with Sirtut. That's the position of Rashi. Tosus, on the other hand, argues on Rashi. And Tosus says, what is Ka'amita Shel Torah? What is, you know, the one section in the Torah that, that contains within it the Emes of the Torah? The emes of the Torah, which is emuna ba'ashem yichud shem Hashem Hashem kabbalos olmachushmaim. What is the section that that is an expression of the emes of the Torah, which is not the entire Torah, but the emes in the Torah, the the you know that one statement, that one parsha that contains the the truth of the Torah. So, Tosa says that's the mezuzah. Shema Yisrael Hashem lokein Hashem achad yichud Hashem. Emunah in Hashem, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one and there's nothing else, that is the mezuzah. And therefore, when the Gemara in Megillah says that Megillah, which is Divrei Shalom Ve'emes, requires Sirtut, Ka'amita Shal Torah, it's referring to a mezuzah which, which requires Sirtut. However, the entire Sefer Torah, which is not the quintessential Amita Shal Torah, the entire Sefer Torah, does not require Sirtut. Uh, so according to Tosfos, the question... In our sugya is not only from tefillin, but from Sefer Torah as well. Sefer Torah is also not written with sirtut. At least not me'ikra din is not written with sirtut. And since the Sefer Torah is not written with uh, with sirtut, therefore, how could you take a Sefer Torah that became puzzle and use the mezuzah in, you know, and use the the parsha shmavin shemoa for mezuzah? Since mezuzah does require sirtut. Okay, so that's a machlokis. Uh, among the Rishonim, whether a Sefer Torah does or does not require Sirtut. Okay? Uh, now, in general, there's a very, very big problem with this Gemara. Uh, how is it possible to say that Tefillin doesn't require Sirtut, Sefer Torah might not require Sirtut? There's a Gemara in Gittin that talks about somebody who wrote a letter, and in the letter, he quoted some Sukkim. And the Gemara questions, to what extent this person is somebody that you can trust, since he wrote these psukim without sirtut. Va'od ha'iyu de'shalech le'er of Yehuda. You know, he sent a letter to Rav Yehuda, and in it he quoted a pasuk from Yoel. Ve'katev le'below sirtut. And in this letter, he did not have sirtut, he did not underline the uh, that pasuk. Va'am Rav Yitzchak, and Rav Yitzchak said, Shtayim kosvin, shaloshen kosvin. Two words of a pasuk you can write without sirtut, but you can't write three words without sirtut. If you want to write more than three words, three or more words of a, of, of, of a uh, of kisvei hakodesh, you must write sirtut. Three you can write without sirtut. Four you need sirtut. So Amalei Abaye, you know maybe he is somebody you can trust. 
You know, if you have, who said maybe he didn't know he didn't he didn't know this halacha. It doesn't mean he's not somebody that's that's a that's an authentic Talmud Chacham. He didn't know this halacha. It's not something based on svara. It's a you know it's a Kabbalah. He might not have heard of this Kabbalah. But in any rate, what comes out of this Gemara is that if you write three or four words of Kisvei Hakodesh, you require Sirtut. Now the Sefer Torah has more than three or four words. The film has more than three and four words. So how could it be possible that you can write fill-in or Sefer Torah without, without Sirtut? Once you write three words, you already have to write Sirtut. So that's a question that Tosos deals with in Gittin. And Tosos answers that, that the requirement of Sirtut mentioned in the Gemara in Gittin is just like one line over all the Psukim. You know, it would be sufficient to write one line on the top of the Sefer Torah. You don't need to underline every line. Um, while according to... Well, and the same would be to write Tzolan. You need a line on top. The din of underlining every line, that's unique to Mezuzah. So in other words, what, what Tosa says is that really there are two halachas in Sirtut. One halacha in Sirtut requires underlining every single line. That's unique to Mezuzah. Or according to Rashi, that, that, that is said also by Tefillin. There's another halacha that you have to put basically one line on top or maybe a line around. Um, let me just see. Tosos, Tosos says here. V'im Tomar. Da'ama b'komitz rabba. U'perek bet megillah that film ain't zrichim tzirtut. We say that film doesn't require sirtut. However, even three or four words need a sirtut. You don't have to have sirtut on every line. You need one line on top, and under that you can write everything else. Okay. The question is, what exactly is the difference between these two different halachas in, in Sirtut? And Moiv Rebbe Rav Salvechik Zechit Salat explained that the Sirtut, that you need in a letter, you know, if you're writing a letter and you quote a Pasuk, the purpose of the Sirtut is not in order that the Ksiva should be a Ksiva which is nice and or, or, or orderly, and it's not midin Sirtut, it's not a halacha in Sirtut like you have by Mezuzah. By Mezuzah you need Sirtut under every line, and it's part of the din of Ksivas Mezuzah. Ksivas Mezuzah requires Sirtut in every line. Um, and it's part of the, and, and it's part of the din of Mezuzah. However, regarding, when one writes a letter, and one quotes a pasuk. The reason that you have to make a line, it's in order to, it's, it's like a quotation mark. It's in order to indicate that the rest of the letter is whole. But here I'm quoting a pasuk which is kodesh. It's a way of separating it, or 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 in order to show that here we're not dealing with simple a regular sentence or regular words. These words have kedusha to them. So it's a way of delineating or separating the or separating the these words from the rest of the letter. Okay, so that's what's required by a letter. On the side, uh, Tosas mentions that if one quotes a Pasuk simply as a nice phrase in order to write in a flowery language by quoting 
uh, you know, by, by quoting the Pasuk, that doesn't require Sirtut. It's only when you are writing the Kisvei HaKodesh as his Kisvei HaKodesh, by quoting them. But simply to use flowerly language and to use Tanakh as, as, a, as for stylistic reasons, that doesn't require Sirtut. He calls you Shami that might argue. Okay, but that's, that's aside. You know, oftentimes we have, uh, we have wedding invitations. And wedding invitations, you know, start by quoting some kind of a Pasuk. And in general, people don't make a Sirtut. But, you know, those psukim are not because you want to all of a sudden write, you know, part of Torah, but it's a nice way. Oh, Yishamba by Rehuda, Yichuzat Yishlaim. So you quote a Pasuk. It's a, it's a nice thing to do to quote a Pasuk. It's not that you're, it's a, it's a nice way of introducing the, the wedding invitation. But that might not necessarily require a sirtut if it's only there in order to introduce the invitation using the flowery lashon of Tanakh. Okay. Now, Tosis claims that we would need the sirtut of delineation also by Tefillin and Sefer Torah. But the truth is that once one makes this distinction, one could consider that when you're dealing with the entire Sefer Torah, you don't have to separate anything. You don't have to point out and write quotation marks. The entire thing is in quotation marks. Within the context of a letter, and then all of a sudden you're, you quote from a Pasuk, there you have to you know, separate it and show that these words are different than the rest of the letter. But if you write Tefillin, if you write a Sefer Torah, then there's no need to separate and to highlight these words over any of the other words. So it's, the truth is, it's possible to take Tosus one step further and to say the truth is, you're right, there are two different halachas of Sirtut. The halach of Sirtut mentioned in the Gemara and Gittin when one is writing a letter, that's like quotation marks. That's like to, to, to highlight these words which are special and more kadosh than all the other words within the context of a, of a letter. When, but when you write a Sefer Torah, you don't have to separate anything. You don't have to delineate anything. You don't have to, you don't have to be... Mavdil main kodesh lechol. There is no chol. It's all kodesh, and therefore the sirtut of of separation, the sirtut of showing that this is more kadosh than that, is not needed at all. On the other hand, mezuzah requires sirtut, as we said, because there's a separate halachal moshmi sinai. That mezuzah requires sirtut, and that's a special din mezuzah. And machlokus rashi and tells us whether that, that applies to sefer Torah as well. Okay, let's go on to you know the question of why does fillin not require a sirtut. You know, is it just Allah al-Moshmi Sinai that Mzuzza requires Sirtud and film does not? Or might there be a reason um, that, you know, that's the basis for this halacha? The Ramban quotes a reason. The Ramban says that basically the Ramban is of the opinion that Sefer Torah needs Sirtud as well. However, the Ramban distinguishes between Sefer Torah and between Mezuzah. They both require Sirtut, but for different reasons. Sefer Torah requires Sirtut because one reads a Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah is Nitan Lekriya. Right? It's written in order to be read. One does not write a Sefer Torah in order that it should be locked up in the Aron Kodesh. The way that people learned and the way that people should learn, you know, at the time that Dvar Mishab Echsav, Iyatar Shalom was to take a Sefer Torah out, and that's how you would learn Torah Shabbat Sav, by reading the Sefer Torah. Now, after the printing press, and because of Eislav Sol Shashem, we don't do that. But, theoretically, that's how it should be done. And the Sefer Torah is written in order to be read. And therefore, when one writes the Sefer Torah, any Sefer that is Nita Lekriya requires, requires um, Sirtut. I'm quoting the Ramban, Ramban and Gittin, 
אורף שלומר, שתפילין ומזוזה, כיוון שלא ניתנו לקרוס בהם, מן הדין אינם צריכים סרטוט. תפילין ומזוזה are not ניתן לקריאה. You don't put a מזוזה on the wall to read it. מזוזה on the wall is for a different reason. You put a מזוזה on the wall because you require מזוזה for, for your bias, to add condition to the bias, to remember when you walk in and out, but it, it's not there to be read. Tefillin also, one does not read the tefillin. It's locked up inside the bias, right? Inside the, the bias, the tefillin shal yad, the tefillin shal rosh, and you never read it. Right? But by Sefer Torah and Shars Farm, Shinitan Likros Behem, so there you have Sirtan in order that it should be easy to read. So the line should be straight and it'll be easy to read and you don't mix up between one line and the other line. And therefore, by a Sefer Torah, you need, you need Sirtut because any Sefer that's Nitan Lakriya requires Sirtut. I, Mezuzah, requires Sirtut as well. Therefore, he says, that's why the Gemara says that Mezuzah requires Sirtut because of Halacha Moshmi Sinai. Truth be told, Adin, we would have assumed that neither Tfil nor Mezuzah requires Sirtut because neither are Nitanim Lakriya, neither lend themselves to Kriya. They're not written or in order to be read. However, there's a separate Halacha Moshmi Sinai that says Mezuzah requires, requires Sirtut. And therefore, you know, both in Menachos as well as in uh, I'm sorry, in Menachos, the, the term is that, that, that Mezuzah requires Sirtu because of Halacha Moshe Misinai. Right? By Sefer Torah, it doesn't mention anything which lends itself to the Machlokas between Rashi and Tosos. But the Ramban says, you're right, Sefer Torah is not Halacha Moshe Misinai. Sefer Torah is a Sfara. It makes sense. You can't read a Sefer Torah if the lines are going to be going up and down. In order to read, and any Sefer that has to be read from, requires Sirtu. That's the Shita of the Ramban. Uh, in a similar vein, Tosfos says that we don't need Sirtut by Sefer Torah, that was just Shita of Tosfos, and we don't need Sirtut by Tefillin. However, because of Zekhelev Anveyu, right, in order that the Sefer Torah should be nice, right, you, you open it up, you read it, you see it, and if the lines are going to be mixed up, you know, then, then it won't look nice. You're writing a Sefer Torah, it has to be something which is which is mechubar, which is which which, which which looks nice, it's which is aesthetic. Zekeli veyu. So in order that it should look nice, not only in order to functionally read it, but in order that it should look nice, even though one does not require sirtut, and even though according to Tosos, if you're putter from something and you do it anyway, you're nikra hedyot, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't look for chumras, you know, above and beyond. Nevertheless, uh, regarding the sefer Torah. It makes sense to do sirtut because of zekeli manveyu. If you have a sofer that cannot write straight, straight lines, without doing sirtut, better to write sirtut in order that it should look nice rather than not do sirtut. That's what Tosus says. Now, there's a difference between Tosus and Menachos and Tosus Gitin. Tosus, both Menachos and Gitin mention this, that even though you put it from sirtut by a sefer Torah and by tefillin, nevertheless you do sirtut because of Zekeli van Veyu. Tosfos in Menachos seems to indicate that that is only by Sefer Torah. You would do Sirtut by Sefer Torah uh, in order to read from it. But Tfilin, which are locked up in a box, and you're not going to see it anyway, so there's no reason to make it aesthetic. On the other hand, Tosfos in Gitin uh, seems to indicate that Tfilin also requires uh, because of Zekelin Vadeu. If the sofa cannot write with straight lines without underlining, he should underline. Vam Rabbeinu Tam, right? Um, one 
second. If he can't write nicely below Sirtut, Okay? So he says, even though you don't need Sirtut, nevertheless you should do it because of Zekeli Va'anveyu. Okay, that's Tosus in... That's Tosus in, uh, in Gitin. So Tosus and Menachos leaves out filling. He says filling. There's no reason to make it aesthetic. While Tosos in Gitten seems to indicate that even Tfilin would require Sirtut if one, if the Sefer cannot write straight without Sirtut. Uh, so you have an interesting machlokas here between, uh, the two different traditions in Rabbeinu Tam, between the Tosos in Menachas and the Tosos in Gitten, uh, regarding a very interesting question. Is that Kayivan Veyu something objective or something subjective? I have to make Mitzos look nice. Is that because objectively they have to look nice even though the parshas of tefillin are locked in the bias and you're never going to see them? Nevertheless, if you're writing parshas of tefillin, they have to look nice. It's not a question they have to look nice to my eye. It has to be nice objectively. And therefore, a sofer, when he writes parshas tefillin, he has to do it in a nice way. And if he cannot write the parshas tefillin straight without sirtut, he should do sirtut. On the other hand, Tosos in Menachos says explicitly, even if you cannot write the parshas of tefillin straight, they don't have to be, they don't have to be straight at all. You like them in, in a bias. Aesthetics don't make a difference. There's no objective issue of having the parshas tefillin look aesthetic if you're never going to see them, if you're never going to read them. Sefer Torah that you open up and you read, there the issue of aesthetics comes comes to the fore. So in other words, Zekin Ranvei, according to Tosos in Gitin, applies even on the objective level, even if you're never going to see it. On the other hand, according to Tosus in Menachos, it only applies to something that man will see. And therefore man, if he sees something that doesn't look nice, he will treat it differently. Zekei Nonveyu, it has to appear nice to man. It doesn't have to be objectively nice if man will not see it. Okay, so that's an interesting machlokas, two different traditions in Rabbeinu Tam. Okay, so let's get back to to uh, mezuzah. Till now, uh, uh, tfilin, I'm sorry. We saw that tefillin, according to Ramban, doesn't require sirtut because it's lonitan lakriya. Sirtut is a functional halacha. It's in order that you should be able to read smoothly. Tefillin, which is not written in order to be read, doesn't require sirtut. On the other hand, mezuzah, which also is not written to be read, should not require sirtut. There, there's a separate halacha Moshe Sinai. The Ramban doesn't explain why. That, that, uh, that mezuzah needs sirtut. That's the shita of the Ramban. If you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam in Hilchos Tfilin, Perak Aleph, Halacha, Halacha Yudbeis. He writes as follows, Halacha Mosh Misinai, She'ein Kosvin Sefer Torah, Velo Mezuzah, Ela Besirtut. 
right? That you have to write Sefer and Mezuzah with Sirtut. So according to the Rambam, Sefer Torah requires Sirtut not because it's Nitan Lakriya, but because of Allah Chomosh Misinai, right? That's the Rambam, as opposed to the Ramban. Avalt Filin ain't Sikhim Sirtut. Why? Apparently, because there is no Allah Chomosh Misinai that Filin needs Sirtut, right? That should be the, the, uh, the continuation of the Halacha. But the Ramban writes, Filin ain't Sikhim Sirtut, Lefishahin Mechupin, because they're covered. Now the question that Rav Salvechik asked was, why does the Rambam have to give here a reason if clearly there is no halach al-Mosh Sinai that still needs sirtut? Sefer Torah and Mezuzah require sirtut because of halach al-Mosh Sinai. That halach al-Mosh Sinai does not include tefillin. That's it. Finished. Why does he have to give a reason and what's the meaning of this reason? So the Ramban can be explained, I mean, there's, there's a tradition in the Gaonim, which is brought down by the Ramban. The Ramban continues and quotes a Rav Natrinoi Gaon. Rav Natrinoi Gaon says as follows, Kach ra'inu shekol davar shehumit shem kedusha tzarech sirtut, or kisrei kodesh b'nit sirtut, v'asr lichtov pasuk echar below sirtut. And you can't even write a single pasuk without sirtut. Right? So if all things that are Kedusha need Sirtut, why are Pashos Tefillin any worse? Chutz minat Tefillin shemitzvasan lekarchan lekamon kikmeya v'lo likros behem called ikar kisvarim. Tefillin are different because in Tefillin you wrap them up, you you take a parchment and you wrap it around and then you put it inside the batim and it's not meant in order to be read. Okay, what Rav Nathanaikon says is not clear because the Zuzza is not meant to be read either. It's true that you don't have to take parchment and wrap it around the mezuzah, but you do you do roll it up and you put it in the, on, on the door. Um, and the question is, uh, neither are meant to be to be read. Why should there be distinction between mezuzah and between tefillin? Rav Nathanaikon, Rav is... It has a similar shita. It's brought down in the Sefer HaMachriya in Simen Pehei. Ela tefillin matam ein sichem sirtut mevnei shemitzuvin lekovan it should be lekoman. There's a mitzvah to, again, to put, a, make into a kameya and to roll it up and to wrap parchment around it. Ve'ein sarach likros behem kisfarim. Ela mitzvah lekorcham you wrap it up ulekoman here he adds another halacha that you have to take sa'ar and tie it up. The tov from begidin, and then you put in the bias and you actually you 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 sew it closed. Vinasim kikmeya, it becomes like a a kameo. How how do you translate kameo? Like a, some kind of a um, you know you they they had these things made out of. Um, out, out of leather, and they had a pusik inside, and people walk out like a, a lucky charm. And it's not usual to open them up and to read them. Okay, so the question is, basically, both Rav Paltaigon as well as Rav Natanaigon are saying that that uh, tefillin are different because they're wrapped up, they're closed, they're not meant to be read. Of course, Mizuz is not meant to be read either. 
So what, what, what is the halacha over here? So what Rav Salvechik said is that it's not just that tefillin are not neat on the Kriya. They're not, the purpose of tefillin is not to be read. The purpose of mezuzah is not to be read either. The fact that one takes it and that one rolls it up and, 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 and wraps parchment around it and ties it and, and seals it within the bias is that tefillin, the parchment of tefillin is mufka from Kriya. It's, it's afka from Kriya. It's, it's not, it's not only not, not in order to be read, it's not to be read. One should not read it. The question is, what does that mean? It was, it was meant to be, to be, he, was, he said, ganus inside the bias, to be hidden, hidden, you know, to be buried within the bias of the tefillin and not to be read. Right? It's not just a p'tur, it's a hafka. It's not meant to be read at all. You're not supposed to read it. It's not that you're not, it's not, it's not meant to be read. You're not supposed to read it. It's tied, it's, it's closed within the bias in order that it should not be read. So, if so, the din of, the din of sirtut was mentioned by all Kisra Kodesh. Kisra Kodesh requires sirtut testalachem Hashem Sinai. It's said by all Kisra Kodesh that you're able to read. But it was never met by tefillin, which, it, by tefillin, because tefillin is mufka from Tkriya. Tefillin is not meant to be read. One should not read it. It's hidden within the bias in order that it should not be read. Okay. Um, there's a Tosis in Menachos later on. On Daf um, Mem Gimel. That says that Tefillin, you know, you know, it talks about what Tefillin should or should not be checked. Should you open up a Tefillin to, and check it? So he says Tefillin, even though it's possible to check, Usually, things that are possible to check, you can buy from anybody, because afterwards you can check to see whether it's kosher or apostle. But tefillin, you should only buy from somebody that you can trust, not because it can't be checked, but because it's a genai l'sosum. You're not, you're not supposed to check it. You're not supposed to open up the bias, and you're not supposed to check it. Because this idea of genai l'sosum is, again, the same idea, that tefillin is meant to be hidden, to be buried within the bias. I think the idea behind this, again, the Rav didn't explain it, but I think the idea behind it is that as opposed to to mezuzah, which we saw last week, you take the parshas of mezuzah and you put it on, on, on your doorpost. You want to read it, you don't read it, it's not meant to be read, but you take the parsha and you put it on your doorpost. Right? Mezuzah is basically the parshas of the of, the, of Shema Vayim Shemoa. But filling is not the parshas. You write the parshas and the parshas integrate with the bias, with the cloth, with the, with the, with the leather, with the ritzuos, and together it forms tefillin. Kedusha's tefillin is not the parshos alone. Kedusha's tefillin is the entire bias with the tefillin inside, including the ritzuos, perhaps. And the idea is that when I put on tefillin, the message of tefillin should radiate from the bottom itself. It's not that I have to read the parsha. But the parsha gives meaning to the tefillin themselves. It's not the words of the parsha that's written on the cloth. It's the words of the parsha that are the soul of what the tefillin is. So the parshas of tefillin are supposed to radiate and give meaning to the entire bias of the tefillin. And it's that tefillin, it's the bias that you put on your head. And therefore, it's not, the, the purpose is not the parsha. The purpose of the parsha is to integrate, 
and to become a message that has a meaning for me, and meaning perhaps for others as well, when I put on the tefillin. So we return to you know, a kind of idea that we mentioned in last week's year, that as opposed to mezuzah, which is basically parshios of kisvei kodesh that you put on your doorpost, tefillin is a new creation which has kedushas tefillin, which is integrated by having those parshios, which are the soul, which are the heart of what tefillin, what tefillin is, burying them with inside the bias, and that radiates out and gives meaning to the bias itself. Okay, in Mir Tashem we'll see this idea playing itself, itself out, perhaps in other studios as well.